Okay, everybody, welcome to Behind the Business, the people behind the local businesses of Genesee County. Um, this is a new initiative by the Genesee County Chamber of Commerce that we have just put together, and this is our maiden voyage, as we've been calling it. Um, I have myself, Stephen Flitico, and Eric Fix from the Genesee County Chamber, and we will be co-hosting this. And really, the point of this podcast is to bring local business owners and local business people to the forefront and kind of tell their story behind their business, hence behind the business. Um, and we have a great first guest because I think she embodies this whole this whole idea of behind the business, and it's Danielle Rotundo from Terry Hills. Welcome, Danielle. Thank you very much. Um, I think the best way... Go ahead. Go ahead, Eric. Go ahead. Oh, just glad to have you here. We can't wait. We're excited about this opportunity. We think we're one of the first podcasts in Genesee County. So if this doesn't work out, we got to go back to our day job. So hopefully we do. We yes. do well. And thank you for being our test pilot, so to speak. Yes. And, you know, we got to give a shout out to Go Art here, too. Um, you know, we're in Go Art's new podcast room, I think is what they're calling it. Um, the studio. Uh, it's a very nice setup. They have a mixer. They have microphones. And it's available for rent to any any person. So feel free to use it. So let's start the conversation here with Danielle. And Danielle, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and about your time at Terry Hills? All right. Well, um, I am the third generation um, Rotundo member of the facility. Uh, this was Terry Hills was started by my grandparents, uh, Joe and Connie um, Rotundo. Um, she's now Connie Babcock, but um, it was started with them back in uh Back in the early 70s, um, a gentleman by the name of Parker Terry uh, had the original nine holes there. Um, my grandparents lived right along the golf course property. They said, uh, kind of seems like your son, my father, Nick, is always here and uh, he's, he seems to enjoy it. Would you have any interest in purchasing this property um, and to see where they went from there? They talked about it. They said, hey, sure, why not kind of thing. Again, this was back in the early 70s, so they didn't really have a huge vision on, you know, except for something for their son to do. It's kind of how they joked about it. Um, and now it is turned into what it is today. Um, so we are a 27-hole golf course. Again, started as nine. We built our second nine holes back in uh, the late 80s, third nine holes in the late 90s. And then we built the restaurant in 2005. And Joe and Connie are still there in a, in a way, huh? Uh, very much in a way, yes. You know, my grandfather passed away a few years ago. Um, but if anybody who plays golf there, uh, you'll see that there's a statue um, in his honor right on the first tee box. Um, Grandma Connie uh, currently has a parking spot um, that's marked for her. Um, and then also right now too is you know their their kids, my father Nick Rotundo and my aunt Mary Brown, um, who are again very much a part of it as well. And then my cousin Casey. Um, runs all the kind of the golf course sides of things. And I saw um, County's car out for sale out front yes, there, the, the boat that's still alive. Yes, the boat is still alive. Yeah. If anybody's interested, uh, it's a... Uh, <laughs> God, it's yeah, got to be a 19... It's an old car. 1992-something. No, actually, I think it's a 1989. It, yeah. It's a 1989. It, and it's in good shape. I parked it for her once. Oh, yeah. 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 Anybody who's ever, you know, who knows Grandma or knows County... Um, knows this car. Everyone, you know, anybody around town knows this car, and they know they associate her and the car together. So. Mm -hmm. I'm just glad they're selling it because now that key parking spot will be available anytime you need it, and Doubtful. people still think they can't park there. Yeah, doubtful. <laughs> it's, it's gonna stay there. 
The, the, the spot can stay there, but yeah. the car won't have a oh, no. be there, so it's open. And it was yeah. such a big car, it always kind of blocked a little bit, too. So it was actually kind of dangerous there, but it worked. <laughs> it was still her spot. She wasn't moving. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Well, if, if anybody doesn't know here, any of our listeners that I hope we have, you know, who knows. Um, I worked at Terry Hills for my time in college, so I have a relationship with the Rotundos and the Rotundo family. And, you know, at the time when I was working there, I thought, man, this is hard work. And then... As I've gotten older, I realized how much fun it was, you know, to, to work in that place, just to be around the weddings and the banquets and then the golf portion of it, too, of course. Um, but it's an interesting job. It's an interesting industry. You never know what you're going to get. Um, I remember zombie weddings. I remember weddings where the ring got lost. You remember and Casey had to go to the hotel? Yep. Or it yep. wasn't lost, it was forgotten. Forgotten, yep. It was forgotten. Yep. And, uh, uh, go ahead, Eric, you're raising your hand. Well, that happened at our wedding. <laughs> the reception was out of Beaver Hollow, and we went out there the night before to make sure everything was right, and left the car there thinking, you know, no sense driving two cars back. We'll need one tomorrow night anyway, or the next night anyways. Woke up the next morning, I'm like, Dad, you think you can drive to Beaver Hollow? Because the rings are in my car. Mm-hmm. And your dad loved that, huh? Oh, of course, it took them four hours, but yeah. yeah. A lot of family history at Terry Hills. Absolutely. Um, what, do you, what do you think is your, your biggest like claim to fame at Terry Hills? I think it goes right along that, just like you just said. Um, it's that family history of it all. And, you know, anybody who, whether it's somebody that works there or somebody that comes there, we just want you to come in and be a part of the family. Um, you know, any of our employees, we're calling, we're, you're, all, you're all our family. Um, we just want everybody to have a good time and we want to take care of everybody. You know, the other part of it as well is that we're a big Italian family. So, you know, like one of my things I always say for any of my, you know, my wedding clients that I work with, um, we're always going to make sure you're well fed, whether, you know, we're always going to make sure the food is there for you within arm's reach. I always joke with any of my couples that you got to feed each other, but you know, we're there for you. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, whatever the event is, um, whatever the size of the event is, um, we just want it to be. An enjoyable day. Yeah. And a lot of people don't realize, but um, Danielle just isn't a general manager. She's also a wedding planner. I, I mean, she should probably add that to her resume because anytime you have an event there, you have you have Danielle right, right next to you every step of the way, especially with the weddings. You know, the story is unique, um, but not necessarily unique to Batavia because I think that's where the spirit in, in Genesee County of, of, you know, entrepreneurship and stuff comes from. So, I remember playing out there when it was nine holes, and I remember slicing everything into the driving range before the next nine was built. Um, but was was it all part of the plan? Did it just kind of morph? Like, how did you guys go from just a nine-hole course to what you are today, which is actually, I believe, one of the top-ranked public courses in all of Western New York? It is definitely one of the top-ranked courses. Um, it's one of the few 27-hole courses as well. Um, you know, it, it kind of was a little bit of both. You know, it was... Um, a lot of visions from not only my grandparents, but also my father and my aunt. Um, and, you know, it was not exactly a let's buy it, as I said, back in the 70s, and someday it's going to be this. You know, it really kind of was a blend of it morphed into where it is today to looking at, you know, the county and looking at the area and seeing the needs of what was needed out here, um, you know, and seeing what people wanted. Again, that goes well. 
Mm-hmm. Now, can you speak more to the banquet facility portion of it? Because I know, you know, I know the history, but really that's where you kind of really came into the business. Mm-hmm. Um, it was previously the Hamilton House for anybody that didn't know Fred Hamilton, a local guy as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and him and the Rotundas used to have some kind of partnership, and then it kind of just turned into you guys took over the restaurant portion as well. Correct. So we always, it's always been a restaurant there. Um, and until about 2000 and, well, 2004, um, previously, we always leased it out. Like you said, to the Hamilton House was one of our longest, um, you know, one, one of our longest uh, seasoned restaurants in there. Um, but it was a couple other people as well. And then back in 04, that's when we decided that we are going to build the building that we have now. And so we said, well, this is a good time to kind of transition into starting off with that smaller building and then, you know, that fall of 04 is when we tore down that one. Um, and then we turned it into, again, the banquet facility you see now. Because, again, we saw it as the need. That was a need that was something that was needed in our area, uh, a place that can accommodate that, not for just golf tournaments, which is what we primarily did, but for the banquets, whether they be a weddings or birthday parties or anything you can imagine. Mm-hmm. And you went to school for that, right? And I did end up going to school for that, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, back when I was in high school, I, you know, I was kind of all over the board of should I go, should I not go to school. Um, a lady that we all know very well, um, Mrs. Patty Pacino, um, kind of looked at me one day and said, she kind of just handed me a flyer for uh, SUNY Delhi and said, what do, you, what do you think about this? I think there was a few other random flyers in there before. One of them was Clown School we kind of debated on. <laughs> yeah. um, I actually did. She ended up finding me a video. I took that home, and I said, hey, you know, to my, I think it was to my father. I said, this is what I think I should do. And it was kind of a funny face to see him. I was like, no, nah, I'm just kidding. But, you know. Um, <laughs> you set him up with the Clown School to then come through with, like, the reality of yes. what you want to do, and it doesn't hurt so bad. It, exactly. Perfect. Exactly. Well, yeah, I, I just distinctly remember uh, Mrs. P, as we always called her, um, just saying, here, try this, you know, and... Um, I applied to college. I got in. I never actually went went to see it. I said I'm going. Um, my fa- my I think it was my again. I think it was I believe it was my father. My, potentially was my mother. I'm not sure exactly which parent said. Do you think you should go look at it? Maybe see if this is really what you want to do. I said yeah, sure. Why not? You know. So uh, ended up going to school for and I got a bachelor's in um, bachelor's in business with a concentration in golf course management. There you go. What what better? What else, what else could Dad ask for? You know, besides yeah. golf course management. Mm-hmm. What interests me so much about Terry Hills is the difference when you came into the business, just the the major change that happened. Um, and this is just all coming from an outside perspective, mm-hmm. but you could see the golf the golf course, the golf focus, and then when you came in, it was all of a sudden like a light bulb went off, and it was like. Man, there's business to be had here for weddings, banquets, uh, you know, golf outings, all that kind of stuff that is involved in the restaurant portion of it. Um, and if I'm right here, that's a big portion of your business now, right? Yeah. Along with the golf course. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, banquets, you know, really make up, you know, all the banquets that we do, you know, pretty much make up almost 75% of our business. And then 25% of that would be for like our restaurant a la carte portion of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, that's looking at back in, you know, back in the early 2000s of where do we see ourselves and what's the next thing that, you know, was really needed out here. And that really comes on to my father, um, you know, and my father and my aunt saying that's just what we, here's where we're going. Mm -hmm. And uh, again, that's where I kind of went to school. I was finishing up school at that time. Um, and it was kind of a, all right, here you go. 
Let's go figure this out together. Kevin. I was going to say, how old were you when you first like really started in the restaurant there? Um, that's a great question. I don't know. I've been there. I've been there for so long. It's hard to say. I mean, I graduated. I graduated college. Um, you know, in May of '05, and I pretty much started working, and that's right when we opened up that business. Mm-hmm. So just fresh out of college and just mm-hmm. starting a brand Go new business the venture. There you mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I have many times of my senior year of college where that's when we were building the building that we're in and, um, you know, coming home on weekends and figuring out what was going on. And, you know, of course, there wasn't, you know, Zoom meetings at that stage. And, you know, so it was just more coming home and working on things um, and just kind of putting some input in. Not that, you know, I was very much involved, but, you know, definitely some input in there. You know, that's, I mean, that's such a, such a great story to hear because it's just a testament to, you know, the family's work ethic and how it was just, hey, get the job done no matter what it takes, right? You're, you're a month out of college. Here's a, here's a brand new facility, which, oh, by the way, is gorgeous. You know, beautiful bar, plenty of seating, everything um, overlooking the, the ninth green there. I mean, it's just a, a fantastic place, but, you know, survive or die kind of mentality, and you just rolled up your sleeves and, and, and went at it. Mm-hmm. Um, just a fantastic, you know, example you. of what hard work gets you, and here you are today. Thank you. Um, what What's the future hold? Um, what's the future hold? You know, as far as, you know, continuing what we do and continuing what we enjoy doing, um, you know, as far as expansions or anything like that, we're really kind of out of space. So I can't say, you know, too much more on, on bigger, um, you know, more, you know, definitely have no room for more golf. Um, you know, we're going to, um, one thing we're looking to start doing is we're going to be updating our pro shop. That's something that for all those who have been there and been around there, you can, you've seen the, you've seen how that looks compared to our restaurant. Um, so that's one project that's down the pipeline coming up, um, you know, just really kind of just continuing what we do and just continuing to, you know, to take, you know, put that money back into our into our buildings, put that money back into our golf course um, and making it as best as we can for. Everybody. I got to tell you a funny story. I was walking my dog the other day and I live in Leroy for everybody that doesn't know. And I'm walking and I hear, hey, Steven. And I and I'm like looking over and the guy's like far away from me. I don't know who it is. And he lifts up his head, and I just see this shiny, bald head. I'm like, oh, hey, Thad. <laughs> How's it going? Mm-hmm. Anybody doesn't know, Thad Thompson is the superintendent of the golf course over at Terry Hills. Has been for many years. I can't tell you exactly how many. He's been there since uh, 2008, I believe. Yep. And he is, I mean, it is a impeccably maintained course. Um, and tell me if I'm wrong here. Is it built on top of an old quarry? Uh, quarry? Yeah. The front right. nine... I mean, yes, the whole thing, but the front nine is very, very quarry, you know, based and everything, yes. Yes. And that's why the front has such great drainage. That's what I've heard. Yep. When it comes to winter and snow melting, Terry Hills always seems to be the first one open for that reason. Definitely that. That doesn't, that you know, that doesn't hurt us in any way. And, you know, also all the different, you know, other drainage applications that we've put in over the years as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that comes down to... You know, as anybody who's ever either met my father or worked with my father, um, he is famous for his post-it notes. You know, so you'll see those things all the time, and he has them always stacked up. And it could be something as silly as there's a puddle on X, you know, cart path or whatever. And the next thing you know, there's going to be some sort of drainage thing happening, you know, to make it so that doesn't happen kind of style. Like, you know, you know again, Stephen, you've worked there. You've been around him, so you see, you know. Yes. He is, you the- know, true testament to a lot of that. The story I like to tell a lot is 
I was working in both places. I was working in the banquet facility and in the pro shop. And Danielle is obviously running the banquet facility, and Nick Rotundo is running the pro shop, and Casey Brown too. Um, and I worked a lot in the summertime, but that's just how the job was. We would get a couple months off. We'd get like February to April off or so, and then June, July, August, I mean, you were working and it was you you were available to work but everybody knew that those were the months so it's like you plan around that and it was a busy time and they were short staffed in the pro shop and I had stuff to do in the restaurant and I remember Nick and Danielle coming to me and saying I need you here I need you to do this and I said well I'm working in the pro shop and you and it was you and you said well I need you to do this in the restaurant right now and Nick said I need him out here and here I am. They're both looking at me, and I said, "Talk to each other. <laughs> you, know, to you two figure it out and tell me where I need to go." Yeah, I'll be there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the probably the two of us stood back and probably did the exact same conversation with each other and said, "Well, I need him here, and he, you need yeah. him here." And uh, yeah, I wonder who won on that one. Though. I don't know. I don't remember, <laughs> but I do remember going into the restaurant in pro shop gear. If, if that mm-hmm. uh, if that mm-hmm. gives any hints. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a smart answer. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and you know, just like you said, though, that's where it comes down to. It's you know, it's a very much a seasonal business. You know, mm-hmm. this is our go time. Mm-hmm. This is you know, just that it's go time. You know, yep. we always say that. You know, one of my lines I always say, and as you might recall as well, Stephen, is you know, it's just another day, another day in paradise, right? You know, every day you wake up and you're heading to a golf course, you know, to work. It's not that bad. No, it's not. No, it's 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 definitely interesting work, and it can be daunting but it's like when you're done at the end of the day it's just like well, that, was, that was kind of fun you know you don't want to admit it to yourself but it was like it's a fun environment to be in and rewarding uh, yes yeah and i have always stuck by this and i say this all the time anybody that is like 16 to 22 years old needs to work in a restaurant because you just learn so many skills that you don't get from other jobs and it applies to all sorts of different fields you know customer service just is everywhere and you know how to talk to people. You know how to read people. You know how to interact with different types of people. It's just a... Handle problems, solve problems, deal with, you know, upset folks. Uh-huh. Yep. Think quickly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Part of a team, the whole nine yards. Yeah. Yep. Adapt on your feet. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, I know this is Danielle's interview. So I know, I know. Right, but yeah. you mentioned, you know, working both outside and inside. Uh-huh. What was your, what was your favorite one? Well, did you prefer? I was... <laughs> the, work for me. the money was better in the restaurant so that's part of what i was saying where i went in the restaurant in a pro shop outfit because it was make well, so i don't even was, know what it was, it was back then figure this out but i really want to make more yes. money inside mm-hmm. so whatever it was back then but whatever minimum wage was in the pro shop but then working for for tips in the restaurant was always a little bit better um yeah I mean, as a job, you can't beat it, cannot beat it. And I bring it up all the time. And actually, uh, you know, Kelly Birmingham, our office, her husband owns Olacy's. So uh, we're always talking restaurant stuff. And I say, you know, I still have serving nightmares. I I have dreams about tables a mile long. I can't get to everybody. People are getting mad. You know, I forgot something for somebody. I typed in the order wrong. And it's like, I haven't served tables in five, four, five years, and it still sits, it still sticks with so, you. So you have those, those kitchen nightmares. Yes, right? yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I give all the credit to the people that can do it for a long period of time mm-hmm. because it's you got to have thick skin. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is. It's totally rewarding at the end of it. Um, yeah, here, we'll get back on track here. Go oh, ahead. fine. I'm just, yeah. I'm just thinking about how now you got to get 
So no, we're, you got to get that twenty bucks from Kelly Birmingham for matching a lacy. Oh uh, yeah, right. That's a that's technically a commercial. By the way, yeah, we are doing those if anybody's interested. Yeah, we are looking for a sponsor. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's true. Yeah. Do you have any restaurant experience? I actually, yeah, actually, um, I washed dishes uh, probably upwards of three to four summers at the Candlelight over on Jackson Street, which is now Bourbon and Burger. Um, loved every minute of it. To your point, it was just painstaking stuff. I mean, a Friday night there, starting oh, yeah. at 5, we're getting out of there at 1, one thirty. You're on your feet the whole time. You're running around. Um, but the people I worked with were fantastic. Um, they treated us very well. And, you know, got, I actually got to learn a lot about, you know, food prep and cooking mm-hmm. and, and those kinds of things that, that I used to this day. I tell my kids all the time, get a job as a dishwasher, get a job in the kitchen, learn how to work as a team and, and, and you know, do your role and help out where needed and, you know, just bust it, you yeah. know. And, and enjoy it. Yeah, and enjoy yeah. it. So. You know, I, I, equate, I equate that like a dishwasher type of job to also like in our pro shop as being a cart, cart, you know, a cart attendant. Mm-hmm. You know, the people that are just there parking carts. It's the similar as, again, Stephen, you might rec- you know, recall that as well a little bit. But it's that similar thing. It's long hours. You're on your feet. You're outside. You're in all the elements. Mm-hmm. Just like you're in a dish pit. Mm-hmm. Um, but you meet some great people on the yep. way. And, and it's like, you know, now I work in an office and everything. So I, when we get busy and, you know, people are starting to freak out and I'm, and I'm like, oh, man, I need to chill, you know, this and that. And I think back, God, Friday night fish fry. You know, this is nothing. Right. This exactly. is absolutely nothing compared to that. So you got this, you know, just yeah. relax. Hardest thing you ever have to do is, is scrub the cheese off of the top of a, of a French onion soup bowl. You'll never find anything harder in your whole entire life. Right? Yeah. I tell you. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, you learn how to properly mop floors and do stuff like that. So now when, you know, you see somebody mm-hmm. doing it, you're like, you're doing it wrong. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. But yeah, so. Who knew there was many ways to mop? Or Absolutely. To mop, right? No, there's one way to mop. Mm-hmm. There is only one way Well, to I mop. think if you line up enough rotundos and or Babcocks, they can probably tell you four or five different ways to mop if, if you ask each one of them. Right. They all have their own best way. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. So, so. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about, but yeah. <laughs> all right. So um, we have this idea of rapid fire questions. Yeah, the final four, I'm calling it. Okay. Eric's calling it the final four, so I'm go ahead and take, a, take it all away. All right. So four questions, and our goal for this is to ask these same four questions to every single person we have on this podcast that hopefully lasts us for the next – who knows how long. Um, so that, so I know you and I talked a little bit about this, and there's a question that I'm avoiding for you, so I'll ask you a different one. Um, what was your first job? Terry Hills. I knew that was going to be an easy one. That's Terry a Hills. softball right there. Yep, miniature golf. Really, the mini golf course? Miniature golf. I started at mini golf. Yep. Were the batting cages there back when you started mini oh, yeah. golf? Were oh, they? Yeah. Love those batting cages. Mm-hmm. She was five years old when she started. Probably. She's working, <laughs> she working for whatever money she found on the ground after, at the end of the shift. What was your first car? Uh, Jeep Cherokee. Still drive a Jeep Cherokee. Don't know you I, anymore. I, I Jeep, Jeep Wrangler, but yes. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Same thing. All right. What's your favorite vacation spot? If when you're allowed to go on vacation, I would say I don't have a specific. City, um, yeah, you know, I'm a foodie person. You know, I, I'm going to say right now, if I had to say a favorite vacation spot would be Kentucky. I want to go to Louisville. Really? Or Lexington. Mm-hmm. You go can to- eat, you can drink, for, and listen to great music. Go down for the derby? No. No. I got to work. Don't want the crowds. True, you got to go in February. 
I, I always travel in off seasons. Well, makes sense. If you could have any superpower, what would it be and why? We have staff meetings, and Eric asks these kind of questions at the beginning of each staff meeting, so I'm totally relating to you right now. I'll tell you mine just to get it going. <laughs> I want to be able to part traffic like Moses parted the Red Sea. Just as I'm coming, everybody just get out of my way. Let me go. Let all the lights turn green. Call it a day. Simple. I want, like, super metabolism. That would be nice, too, wouldn't it? I just want to eat anything I want all day, every day, and just not not feel anything from it. Just stay away. <laughs> super metabolism. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I, would, I think the first thing that comes to mind is I, I want to see the future, but not, like, a year down the road. I want to see what, what's three months down the road look like. Probably gonna look like a twenty-seven hole golf course yeah, banquet probably. facility. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Staff. I'm gonna go with that. All right, excellent. That's it for the final four, Stephen. So you finished your first final four. I got to tweak it though. I don't like it. There's too many easy answers. No, you but you'll, we'll go from you there. can change it up, and it, this is completely unique and adjustable. We'll be good. Yeah, yep. we gotta adapt. Mm-hmm. Well, um, we're going on twenty-six and a half minutes here, so I think that's that's a pretty good first podcast. I think so too. Um, thank you for coming in, Danielle. You're very welcome. Um, we couldn't think of anybody better. Um, Danielle I'm is honored. a yeah, good, good. You should be. <laughs> um, and Danielle is a current board member with the Genesee County Chamber. She's actually the chair of the board this year, so she's heavily involved in what we do. And when Eric and I were thinking about who would be a good guinea pig, uh, Danielle was the first name that came up. So. Thank you for doing this for us. You're very welcome. I'm, I'm glad to be a guinea pig. Uh, you know, we'll work with this and we'll roll from here. We got to find a sponsor now, right? We got to yes. find a sponsor. Absolutely. Yes. Um, it's actually a good segue, Danielle. Um, if anybody would like to sponsor this podcast, we're doing it for three hundred dollars. You get the rest of the year. Um, we're gonna do two episodes a month. Is the plan? So we got about twelve episodes left this year. Um, they are all gonna be recorded right here at Go Art, uh, right in Batavia. So uh, let us know. We'll give you shout-outs. We'll give you social media shout-outs. We'll, we'll get your name out there. Don't worry. Um, and then kind of what Eric alluded to, too, um, another thing that we're in the process of thinking is if there's like a 30-second commercial or something anybody wants to put in one of these, we are completely open to that, and we can figure something out. Um, so just contact me at the chamber. And stay tuned for future podcasts of Behind the Business. Behind the Business. Thank you, Danielle. Thanks, Danielle.